everybody. How the hell are you? I am, we'll get to that. I hope you guys are doing well. Thank you so much for joining me for the fourth episode of the Gold Hoops show. Am I dreaming? Is this real? I can't tell you how much I love doing this. I love talking with you guys about all the topics that we covered. I love the feedback. This is a dream come true. It has made me feel like a celebrity in my own head, which I'll shoot you straight. I've felt this way since I'm four years old. So not much has changed, but I'm going to open every single show by thanking you guys. I love you so much. Let's get some housekeeping items out of the way. Please, please, please friend me on Instagram, won't you? Gold Hoops Show. Um, shoot me an email, goldhoopshow at gmail.com. Please subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star review, won't you? Um, grateful when you leave five stars, grateful when you leave four stars, but even more grateful when you actually write a review. I don't have a written review yet, which climb every mountain, we'll get there. But if you would ever so kindly write one, I'll be your best friend forever. More importantly, tell your friends about the show. Okay. Um, my PR team is on sabbatical, so I have to really just try to sling dicks where I can. I'm relying on all of you. I will send you a commission check in the mail, but please tell your friends, tell them what they're missing. Um, listen, this evening has been a little rocky. It's Wednesday. You guys will be hearing this on Thursday. I was all set up to record earlier. My husband and I have an electrician coming tomorrow and we had to clear some things around in the basement so that the electrician can like easily access things, be in and out. Um, which by the way, this is the third person that will be in my home since COVID started. I've, I have no idea how to act now when people are in my house. I just start playing with my hair, um, licking my lips. I start scratching my hands. I have no idea how to act like a normal human being in front of other people. Um, wow, what a treat they're in for. So Enrique and I were down here in the basement moving some stuff around and then I was gonna record because I record in Enrique's man cave. And uh, I have a nine-year-old son, David, who just like me has taken a liking to candles. Now, if you know anything about me, you know that I like gold hoops, that I like to be loud and obnoxious, and that my two loves in life are my husband and my son, but also candles. It's all that I have. So my son has taken to this liking, all right? He loves to smell them. He's obsessed, which I'm all for it. We can have this hobby together. Enrique and I are in the basement and I had just blown a candle out because Enrique and David were gone at the park and that's really the only time that I can freely burn candles without paying attention. So I always burn one when they're gone. That's my special treat. Oh, you heard me fucking right. Burning a candle for an hour is now my special treat. Listen, it's bleak around here. So I hear David come down the stairs and I see him and he has this, the same face that I would make if like I stepped in dog poop, you know, like disgusted, bewildered, but also slightly confused and hoping it didn't just happen. And I just see red. I'm like, oh my God, my son has cut his toe off. I've not been watching him for two minutes and his toe was gone. Oh no, he had picked up the candle that I had blown out and it had been cooling 
and dumped it all down the side of his body. I'm like, oh, you know, are you all right, bud? He wasn't crying. He was upset. He was more just like, what the fuck is on me? He was fine. So we go upstairs to clean him off. Upon which I noticed he had spilled it all over the carpet in the coffee table. All right, fine. It's to be expected. We can clean it up. No big deal. The story doesn't stop there. I then look at the couch. It is all over the couch, all over my brand new throw pillows. And I have no one to blame but myself. After that, I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a break. I'm going to have a couple of cocktails. It took, I had to pick the wax off of David, which let me tell you, picking wax off your child who has sensory issues, more fun than Cedar Point. Um, Enrique had to clean off the carpet, the coffee table, <laughs> the couch, the blanket. We got all of the wax up and we were able to laugh about it. But my David, what an enchanting way to combine my two favorite things, you and false scented candles. It's, it's going to be a great one. Um, so many of you have shared your feedback about watching the show that I recommended last week, The Haunting of Hill House. Everybody loves it. So Netflix, if you're listening, I'm happy to provide you with my checking and routing number um, for commission. It is so good. So we finished watching that and then we watched season two, which is called The Haunting of Bly Manor. And as I mentioned before, these shows are have the same layout as American Horror Story. So it's the same actors um, and still the same show, but the seasons are totally unrelated to one another. So a lot of my friends told me that they liked Blind Manor more. So I we were watching it. I was not into it, to say the least. I don't want to spoil it for you guys, but I was not into it, okay? And then the last episode came around. There's nine episodes. The last 30 minutes of the final episode made the entire show. It's worth watching just to see how the story gets buttoned up at the end. I'm obsessed. The funny part about all of this, so we finished watching this show. So consecutively, we watched two scary shows in a row, okay? So I'm naturally now... Everything scares me. The garbage man comes to get the garbage. I'm convinced that he's plotting our death and the spirit of his lost grandfather is now inhabiting our home. Somebody opens the fridge. I jump. I think I'm in the middle of a mass shooting. Like I'm beside myself with everything. So we finish watching these shows and we lay down to bed and I'm like, why don't we just start watching Unsolved Mysteries while we fall asleep? The, why don't I just cut off my arm in the middle of open heart surgery? Like what was I thinking of? So we start watching Unsolved Mysteries, and we'll get to that in a second. And my phone dings, okay? I get an email. So I look at my email, and it's an email from the Nextdoor app, which if you do not have the Nextdoor app, it's all the gossip that goes around in your neighborhood. Everything from, like, my car got broken into to here's a voting place to does anybody want three sausage links? I've got three sausage links left over from the dinner with my family. I mean every and anything that's going on in your neighborhood and the surrounding five miles of you it's talked about on this app and so i get an email from the next door app that says like crime report in your area now i'm very blessed to live in an area where a car break-in once every six months is about the worst thing that happens um, i feel very safe where i live 
uh, and everywhere around me, I feel very safe. Oh, let me just tell you what the email said after I've spent three days watching scary movies and I'm in the middle of watching Unsolved Mysteries, which I still have unresolved trauma from watching in my childhood. The title is More Info on the Creeper slash Peeping Tom. Oh, you heard me right. A neighborhood about two miles away from me for the last month or so has a creeper that comes around and peers in everybody's window and knocks on everybody's window from the hours of 3 a.m. to 7 a.m. So if you need me, I won't be sleeping for the next 17 years. You can't make this shit up. I mean, are you kidding me? If, if I caught somebody looking in my window and wasn't immediately transported into some type of UFO and had an alien encounter, I would be moving out of the state, the country, the hemisphere. Are you kidding? And these people are like, oh, ha, ha, he's probably just a drunken, you know, who knows what. It, times are desperate. We're all looking for a new way to entertain. Excuse me, have you guys never watched Dateline or ID Channel? Because, uh, what? Yeah, and if I wasn't already enough of a freak, it's like Fort Knox in here. Don't even try me. I have a ring camera on every corner of my condo. Everything is locked to within an inch of its life. Once the sun so much starts setting at 3.30 p.m., all the blinds are closed. So if you're listening, Creeper, you got the wrong one, okay? Uh... So then, after I get the next door app email, the story doesn't end here, folks. We fall asleep, okay? I wake up about every 30 minutes. Ever since I've had a kid, I just don't sleep soundly, and I'm used to it by now, I'm not complaining. My husband could sleep through a home invasion, a nuclear bomb, a fire, a tornado, anything, he can sleep through it. He never wakes up, ever. So I wake up, (laughs) (laughs) at like 3 a.m., which is the witching hour, if you've ever watched any type of scary movie. So I'm already like on one. I wake up to my husband standing at the side of my bed. Okay? Just standing at the side of my bed, not speaking, not saying anything. I felt somebody staring at me, so I wake up. I'm like, Enrique! And he's not responding to me. So then I'm like, okay, here it is. My very own 2020 episode starts now. My husband's going to slaughter me and you are what you think. And all I do is watch murder mysteries. So here it goes. He's not answering me. So I'm like, Enrique. And he's said something totally benign. And I can't remember what it was, but it was something like, I'm trying to wake up. And I was like, what do you mean you're trying to wake up? You're creeping me out. And he was like, Uh, said something that I just totally disregarded okay so then I fall asleep so then I wake up this morning and it was one of those things where I was definitely awake and present when it happened you know but I didn't necessarily remember it when I woke up it's kind of hard to explain but I know we've all been in that situation and so (laughs) I walk down the stairs and he starts laughing I'm like what he's like I'm so sorry about last night and I was like oh yeah like what the hell what the hell happened (laughs) He had woken up to use the bathroom, which never happens. And on his way back, he was like half asleep. So on his way back, he tripped over the (laughs) dog. He tripped over the dog (laughs) and caught his footing and was standing by the side of the bed because he was so startled that he had tripped because he was half asleep. (laughs) 
which I've also totally done something like that before. And so he's standing there <laughs> and we had this conversation between the two of us and Enrique is telling me this story this morning and he's dying laughing. I'm like, what's so funny? He's like, the last thing you said to me was, well, next time you get up to go to the bathroom, don't act like such a psycho freak. <laughs> so I am so nasty to him. God bless him. But honest to God, I thought he was like going to slit my throat and drink my blood. I'm really glad he didn't because then you guys would have missed out on this episode. Okay, let's get to the songs of the week. Now, this episode definitely has a theme and the theme is we're going to get through this, okay? The two songs that I'm about to bestow upon you are certainly songs that you've heard before, but perhaps you didn't understand the gravitas of their existence. I have been listening to these two songs in tandem for four days straight because it just gives me what I need to get by, okay? The first song, the message is pretty clear, Be Good to Yourself by Journey. Now I know what you're thinking. Callan, a Journey song, really? What next? You're going to wear an Affliction shirt and start drinking a Bud Light? No. This song is not a popular Journey song, okay? It's on the cutting room floor, as we say, here at VH1 headquarters. <laughs> but it's basically just a song about being good to yourself, and it's upbeat, and it's light, and it's airy, and it gives me that yacht rock vibe that I always desire in songs. But listen to it. Be good to yourself. It's a good reminder because I'll tell you what, I have not been being good to myself for the last week or so um, and it's wearing on me. So that's the first one. The second one you will recognize from the last scene of Clueless at Mrs. Geist's wedding. It's Tenderness by General Public. If there was ever a song that I just would want to be played on a loop. This song has healing power, it has celebratory power, it has joyful power, it's just everything. And it is so pertinent to what we're going on, to what is going on right now and what we're going through. We all need to be a little bit more tender with one another. We all need to actually embrace tenderness and celebrate tenderness we're all so icy right now, myself included. Ice fucking queen. You heard how I talked to my husband in the middle of the night right before my uh, predicted homicide. We need to be more tender with one another, more careful, more gentle. Listen to it, okay? You're gonna love it. And you're gonna feel like Cher Horowitz. What more could you ask for? Not a whole lot. All right, let's get to the ratings of the week. I have two shows for you. One I've already mentioned, Unsolved Mysteries. Season two came out on Netflix this week. You guys, first of all, whomever wrote the theme song to Unsolved Mysteries, come listen to me. You will haunt my life forever. I, it is a song that when I hear it, I can't turn it off. It scares the hell out of me. It is the creepiest thing I've ever heard in my life, but I love it. It gives me nostalgia. Remember when you would get home from school when you were like elementary, middle school and Unsolved Mysteries was on at three, four and five on Lifetime and you knew you shouldn't watch it because it was like kind of adult, but not really adult. You also knew that it was going to scare the shit out of you because let's face it, you couldn't watch You're Afraid of the Dark 
Are You Afraid of the Dark on SNCC without peeing your pants. This was like the adult version of that. So you knew you shouldn't watch it. Also, your parents were still at work. This was back when kids could be alone in the house without their parents going to prison. You still fucking watched it. And that creepy announcer in that beige trench coat was talking about the woman who went to save a lot to get a can of green beans. She tripped and fell into a black hole and nobody's heard from her since. And then for the rest of your life, every time you see green beans, you think you're going to fall in a black hole. As an adult, this nostalgia is tenfold. You guys have to watch the show on Netflix. One, I love that the episodes are, for the most part, under an hour. Once we're in over an hour, you start to lose me. The first episode alone is about a guy named Jack Wheeler. I'm not going to give you any details because they present them pretty quickly. My mind was blown. Blown, I tell you. I was like, you have got to be fucking kidding me with this story. I will play devil's advocate. Even though I give this a 10 out of 10 rating, my husband doesn't like to watch the show because as he said, there's no rewards in the end. And by saying that, you can tell who read a thousand books every year so that they could get a pizza, heart, pizza Hut pizza party at the end of the year. It was him, not me. I don't work for only rewards. So I'm okay with it not being solved. But if you need resolution, that won't be the show for you. All right. The second show that I'm obsessed with, and perhaps this is because I'm bored, The Weakest Link is back on NBC. Remember that show? You are The Weakest Link. Goodbye. It's back. Jane Lynch is the host. What I absolutely love about it, it is so easy to watch. There's no storyline. It's just trivia. Have you ever watched Jeopardy and then you question every life decision you've ever made because you know two or three answers? Weakest link, you're going to know 85% of the answers and you're going to be ready to apply to med school when you, when you finish watching it. You're like, I am a genius. No one is going to hold me down. I'm a scholar and a learned doctor and watch the fuck out. That's why I like to watch it. Very easy, super fun, and if you have a partner that you guys like to like watch shows with, it kind of feels like a game night. That's why I like it too, because it's like a built-in game night. You can have a competition about who likes it more. Blah, 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 blah. I'm obsessed. Love it, love it, love it. So Unsolved Mysteries and Weakest Link, you're going to love it. All right, this is where we're going to get heavy. This is where Delilah, cue up the soft rock. Remember Delilah? I wish I had some ambiance music. <laughs> My next rating. We all need to be honest with one another. Okay? I'm giving transparency and vulnerability a 10 out of 10. Now, I go to therapy over the phone every week. My therapist is the most amazing person in the world. And I kind of shared with you guys on the last episode that I just didn't really feel like myself. And I still don't really feel like myself. And so I was speaking with my therapist today. And I promise I'm not one of those people that's like, my therapist said. Um, but I was talking with her today and she pretty much just said there's a heaviness in your voice. And there's a sadness in your voice. And I said to her, you know, yeah, I just really don't feel like myself right now. I, I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling scared. And there's just so much going on. But I'm grateful and I'm this and I'm that. And she basically slowed me down and said, you are not 
honoring your grief. You're not honoring what you've been through. And when I, I'm speaking for myself personally, but there is not one person that I know that has not been affected by what's gone on this year. Perhaps it's affected your family directly. Perhaps it's affected your job, um, your friendships, your travel plans, your wedding, whatever it is. We've all been affected in a very serious way by the coronavirus, the political climate this year. Myself personally, I've lost a friendship that meant so much to me. I shared with you guys about that. <clears throat> I My job has changed tremendously um, in very, very painful ways. I've lost touch with my mom. Um, we're on good terms, but we're not on really speaking terms, if that makes sense, for many different reasons. Um, there's just been a lot and I'm grieving, I'm hurting, you know, I feel such loss. And there's this juxtaposition for me because while I feel this loss, I also feel guilty for feeling a loss because I still have a home, I still have food on the table, I'm in a great marriage, I have a healthy kid, I have a job, you know, I have all of these blessings. And I haven't learned how to honor my guilt or my grief, but still be joyful because I don't, I'm not transparent. People will ask me, how are you doing? How are you feeling? And I think we all kind of jump into this script of like, well, it's been a tough year, but I'm good. Things are going to be better. We're all in this together. Blah, 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 blah. We're doing a disservice to ourselves. One of my friends reached out to me this afternoon and said, hey, how are you? And for the first time in life, in life, not just this year, I said, you know what? I'm not doing great. I'm not, I am not okay today. I'm sad. I'm hurting. And it's hard. I'm having a really hard time. The fulfillment and the acceptance that came out of just saying those words was profound, was really profound. And I think we need to understand and embrace that we can be grieving and be grateful, that we can be scared and joyful. We can live in the and. It doesn't have to be one or the other. And I want to encourage everybody who's hurting right now to hurt, to go through the feelings. We have so many, there's so many buzz phrases right now. You know, we're going to get through this. The, it's going to be okay. It's okay to be scared, you guys. It's okay to be scared. And I wish I would have heard this and really accepted this a couple months ago because I've been pushing these feelings down and they're, it's turning into a pressure cooker as the election approaches. And today it all came out and I allowed myself to feel sad and I feel sad still, but I do feel better. So if there's someone in your life that you trust, you can certainly message me or email me and I will support you. But it's okay to be vulnerable, guys. It's okay to not be okay. And I say that in the most sincere way. I am not saying that in a cheesy way, in a the more you know NBC promo way. I'm saying that on a human level. We're human beings. We are not robots. 
and it's okay to be grieving right now. All right? I hope that all of you genuinely understand that we are going to be okay. I needed somebody to tell me this today because I think you tell yourself and it's kind of a fake it till you make it, but I want you to know no matter what the outcome is of the pandemic, the election, our economy, we are all going to be okay. And there is another side to all of this and we're gonna get to the other side. One thing that gets me through when I'm having these moments is, and I know I I said I was going to get into spirituality, and I certainly will get into spirituality on the next episode. Please forgive me. I just don't have it in me today to talk about because I still have a ton of other topics that I want to get into, and I have a 60-minute time limit. But one of the things that really helps me when I'm feeling the way that I've been feeling anxious, sad, is getting in touch with, some people call it spirit guides, some people call it the universe, but tuning in. And I have some examples, very tangible examples for you. So yesterday I was having a rough day and I had to go to the grocery store and I was, I had one of the, I was in that space where you're like, if the wind blows the wrong way, I'm going to have a fucking meltdown. I'm going to cry and I'm going to freak out. And so I'm walking into the grocery store and I just kept saying to myself, be kind, be kind be kind. That's kind of my mantra. Be kind to myself, be kind to others, be kind to the earth. Just be kind. And so I'm saying it to myself, I'm saying it to myself, and I get to the checkout and I have the most lovely employee checking me out at the grocery store. And he was so gentle and sweet and vivacious. And he asked me genuinely, hey, how are you doing? And I went right into the script that I told you all not to go into. But what am I going to say to the grocery store attendant, you know, uh, not well and start sobbing. No, I was like, I'm okay. You know, we're all going to get through this. And he said, which this disarmed me. He said, what are you going to do to get through this? And I kind of looked at him like, what the fuck? And he said, I bought a telescope and I'm going to start looking at the stars. And I was like, oh, okay, this is a human. He's like trying to be a human here. He's not quizzing me. And I said, you know, I've been trying to buy more houseplants and get into like working on my green thumb. And he goes, you know what? You know what I think we all need to do to get through this? Hand to God, he said this. I think we all need to be kind. He said my mantra back to me. Honest to God. Did I start crying? Yes, I did. Was I able to disguise it until I got out to my car and then I had a full-blown crying? Yes. Don't worry, I held it in. But in that connection, tuning into the universe and saying these things and asking for support from the universe, from God, from angels, whomever, whatever it is, whomever your higher power is, is so powerful. And almost immediately, you will get affirmations that you're being protected and that you're being guided. Another story that totally rings true for me when I was thinking about making this podcast I had decided that I was going to do it in May. And on my previous podcast, as I mentioned, I didn't really do a whole lot of the operational stuff. And listen, putting together a podcast is no easy feat. There's a lot that goes into it. It's not something that you just, you know, sit down, boop, eh, I'm done. It 
there's brain power that goes into it and planning and whatnot. Well, I was going to release it in June and then George Floyd happened and I decided to delay it. And I kept saying to myself, I'm going to sit down and record this podcast when it's easy. I am, I am not good at operational stuff. I'll do it when it's easy. And I would say, spirit guides, when it's time, send me a sign. So I'm sitting in my car after meditation. I had gone to Starbucks and I'm listening to Sirius XM, one of my favorite. Um, it was Maria Menounos. And there was an advertisement. And the advertisement was for the software. And they it literally said, all you have to do to make your podcast is sit down and record it. We will worry about streaming. We will worry about monetizing. We'll do all of that for you. So I download the equipment or excuse me, the software. And truly, all I had to do was buy a $3 microphone, not really three, I think it's like 20, that plugs into my phone. This podcast is so easy. I don't have to worry about any of the streaming things. All right, so fine. So we've established that it's gonna be easy for me. I don't have to use the equipment from the past podcast because I feel like it has just bad juju. We're good. The next thing, my next prayer that I have is, let me know when the time's right. Just let me know when the time's right. Send me a clear sign. I trust in the universe that they will show me when I'm supposed to start this podcast. The day that I recorded my first episode, I opened up my CoStar Astrology app, okay? I'm kind of into astrology, not really. It's more just like piques my interest. I don't really go by it. The first thing that I read is, that creative project that you've been that you've been putting off today's the day to start it how crazy is that if you need a sign from the universe if you're doubting something just ask for it just ask for it and it will be presented to you it is magic that's my ted talk i hope you guys absorb it all right let's get back to the fun stuff Lots of things going on this week. Lots and lots and lots of things. The thing that I'm most excited about, uh, Pope Francis, who I'm a recovering Catholic. I was born and raised Catholic priesters. We really only went to church like Christmas, Easter, or if my mom had a crush on the priest, which that's not a joke. So then I went to public school, but then I graduated from a Catholic high school and pre practiced Catholic independently from my family until I was about 20. But anyway, if you don't know, the Pope is the HBIC for the Catholic Church. And if you don't know, the Catholic Church condemns homosexuality because supposedly it says in the Bible that it's a sin. Uh, don't get me started on all of that. But Pope Francis, so um, a Russian filmmaker made a documentary called Francesco. It premiered at the Rome Film Festival today, Wednesday. And Pope Francis said this. This is a direct quote. Homosexual people have a right to be in a family. They're children of God and have a right to a family. Nobody should be thrown out or be made miserable over it. What we have to create is a civil union law. That way they are legally covered. Uh, this, I'm citing a CNN article. This film, by the way, debuts Sunday at the Savannah Film Festival in the United States. So basically, my boy Frankie, Pope Frankie, 
just said what we've all fucking known. And guess what? We're all children of God. No matter who you are, no matter what you believe in, no matter how many sins you've committed, no matter how many sins you plan to commit, we're all children of God and we should all be treated equally. What I wouldn't give to go back to my Catholic high school and wear a t-shirt with this quote on it and just walk up and down the hall. All the kids that go to my Catholic high school, Gabriel Richard, that are having to live a closeted life because your church is oppressing you, I celebrate you today. All the members of the LGBTQ plus community that I went to high school with or knew in high school that had to be closeted because not only would they not have been celebrated, they would have been exiled. I am celebrating you today. This brings me joy. This brings me hope. I can't tell you, I started sobbing when I saw this today because the Catholic Church can be a very dark and judgmental and scary place. And furthermore, we need universal leadership right now, right? Like we just need, we need somebody to believe in. Mr. Rogers, where are you? Bob Ross, can you come back? Thank you, Pope Frankie, for confirming what we already knew. I think this is huge. I have not seen any reactions to it as far as social media goes from the uh, people whom I know that are still practicing Catholics, but I can just see those MFers shaking in their boots, and I love every fucking second of it. All right. Today is a national holiday. Of course, we all know it's Kim Kardashian's 40th birthday. Now, am I going to talk about the Kardashians on every episode? Stay tuned. Um, it's a part of who I am. I am the seventh Kardashian sibling. I don't know if you guys knew. I am. Um, it's hard to tell because I've only had minor work done in comparison to all my siblings have like completely plastic bodies. But I don't want to go down the wormhole of Kim Kardashian, but I will say... I'm going to give her props here because before the Kardashians who are now in their late 30s, well, I'm not talking about Kylie and Kendall, but I'm talking Kim, Chloe, Courtney. Before them, they're in their late 30s, 40, and I think Courtney's going to be 42. The only woman that was celebrated past the age of, we're going to call it 35, was Meryl Streep and fucking Sharon Stone. Okay, so the fact that Kim Kardashian, who is one of the sexiest women alive, in my opinion, is 40 years old and still the pinnacle of pop culture, say what you will, but I am here for that. I am so here for that. I think it's incredible. I just, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it because I'm 33 and my career is obviously going to pop off at any minute now and Kim move over because I'm coming for you. All right. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I am a Real Housewives fan. I stick to the original, the Beverly Hills, the New York, the Orange County, the New Jersey, the Atlanta. I don't venture out past those franchises. So Real Housewives has their main characters that are like cast members. And then they have what they call friends, which is kind of like this person is in every episode, but they're not in the opening credits type. Guess who was just announced as a friend on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Drumroll, Tori Spelling. Am I obsessed? Why do I love Tori Spelling? Like she is every woman. She is 
the daughter of Aaron Spelling, who's one of the most famous television producers of all time, okay, 90210, all of those like amazing franchises, that was her dad's thing. When he died, he didn't leave her barely any money. He left it all to her mother, who she had a troubled relationship with. So Tori Spelling, after her dad died, probably was like, ching, ching, I'm going to be a billionaire. Psych, all he left was the bottle return slips. She has been slinging dicks. She has had 50 million reality TV shows. She has had sold a thousand books, which by the way, I've read every book and watched every show. She got married to this Dean McDermott guy. They had 53 children together. She will sell anything. She says no to nothing. Literally. She does an Instagram live three times a day. I join almost every single one. There's like 15 people on each one. I love her. She's like Hollywood royalty, but on the same salary that we all make. Her, her work, her like Botox and lip fillers looks very like Detroit Metro, not Beverly Hills. I'm loving it. I'm living for it. I think she's going to do anything to become a mainstay cast member. So she's going to bring all the drama, all the tea, all the children. She's going to bring them on every single thing she goes to because she's obsessed with her kids. I am here for this. Andy Cohen, I love you and I thank you. All right. I don't want to talk about crime on every single podcast, but I was perusing my like crime things that I, I have a couple blogs and um, YouTube channels that I watch. Have you guys heard about this Taylor Parker case in Sims, Texas? Oh, well, grab your coffee and a cigarette and take a seat because I'm about to blow your mind. A couple weeks ago, Taylor Parker, she's 27 years old. She's driving down the street. She's 12 miles outside of Sims, Texas in like some tiny little town. She pulls over. The details are unclear as if she, as to if she called the police or she was pulled over by the police. But regardless, a police officer comes to her car. <laughs> she says, oh my God, I just gave birth. The police officer looks down, sees the umbilical cord, a bloody baby, looks like a full-term baby. He's like, oh my God, we have to get you to the hospital. So they take her to the hospital where, unfortunately, the baby passed away. Okay, the baby was due in November, so technically they were full-term, all right? Our girl Taylor is refusing to be examinated by the doctors. They're like, ma'am, you just gave birth in your car. We absolutely have to do medical. Like, we have to check you out. She's refusing it. Okay, let's rewind the tape a little bit. There's a woman named Reagan Hancock. She's 21. She also lives in Sims, Texas. She knows Taylor through, Taylor was a photographer for her, did like a um, maternity shoot or whatnot. Reagan is married to a gentleman named Homer. They've been married for a year. They have a three-year-old. Reagan was pregnant and expecting in November. So Taylor, the day before she delivered in her car, they were both pregnant together. They, would, they were Facebook friends. They both posted about their pregnancies on Facebook nonstop. Um, I should also mention that Taylor was in a relationship but not married. So Taylor comes over to Reagan's house the day before Taylor gives birth and brings her a Starbucks and a baby gift. Okay, so they're on good enough terms to be exchanging like gifts and Starbucks with one another. 
All right. So we fast forward to Taylor in the hospital. As all of this is going down, the police are getting a phone call from Reagan's mom. And Reagan has found, or Reagan's mom has found her in her home, murdered, dot, 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 with her child, the child's name was Braxlin Sage, carved out of her womb. You heard me right. Taylor went over to Reagan's house, murdered her, carved the baby out of her womb, pretended to give birth in her car, and was, go what, what was she thinking? Was she just going to act like this was her baby? So the police are putting two and two together. It sounds like because it was a pretty small town. And confront Taylor. And Taylor basically said, I had told my partner that I was pregnant months ago. We had already done a gender reveal. I told him that I was due in November and I wasn't pregnant and I didn't know what else to do. So I killed Reagan and stole her baby. Now, you should also know that Taylor and her husband live on a cattle farm, okay? Taylor and her partner, not husband, sorry. Now, if I am supposed to believe that you are about to give birth and your husband has no idea that you're not pregnant, has he not seen you naked? Has he not gone to any appointments with you? The, this is just so shady. She's saying that her Taylor's partner had nothing to do with it. He had no idea. I don't believe it for two seconds. I think he knew exactly what to do and how to carve that baby out because he probably has to help livestock deliver their babies all the time. He probably has the tools, the protective gear, you name it. I think this is totally an inside job. Um, rest in peace to Reagan and her baby Braxlin Sage. It's a horrific story. Um, like I said, Reagan leaves behind her husband Homer and their three-year-old daughter. Taylor has been charged with capital murder charges, with me, which means if she is convicted, she'll be on death row. But I read that story and was horrified. Can you imagine? People are psychotic. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Okay, let's shake that one off. That was pretty heavy. As promised, I am now going to do my FabFitFun pitch. Now, I don't know if you guys know what FabFitFun is. It is a <clears throat> subscription box that comes in the mail every week. I don't know what FabFitFun has going for them, but every B to D list celebrity has a coupon code for FabFitFun. They are a partner with FabFitFun. They talk about it constantly. But my favorite thing is, like, am I really supposed to believe that Kim Zolciak, who's a multimillionaire, gets her FabFitFun box in the mail and actually uses the products? I am obsessed with watching these celebrities so terribly pitch these subscription boxes. They are so uncomfortable. They don't know how what to say. They obviously have never used the product or plan to use the product, but they're going to pretend like they know what they're talking about. And they are so, they're like me when I opened a, a Christmas present that I absolutely hate. Like, I'm just like, oh, I don't know how to get it up. So I am hoping to get sponsors, right? So I am going to pitch my FabFitFun box as best I can right now to you. Let me know what you think. I'm hoping the sponsors hear it and they just run wild with it. Okay. 
I'm going to make up a code and a name. I'm going to set the tone. So I'm going to be a reality TV star. I've had a show on the air for five years. I'm married to an NBA football player. Sorry, an NBA basketball player. We have two kids. We're multimillionaires and I've never worked once in my life. But here I am. I'm going to pitch the FabFitFun box. Okay. Oh my God, you guys, you will not believe what came in the mail today. I didn't know necessarily that it came in the mail today because I haven't checked my mail. I don't even, I'm not really even sure where my mailbox is, but my assistant's assistant brought me my drum roll FabFitFun box. Oh my God, you guys, let's open this. I can't wait. Okay, so the first, the first product that came in my FabFitFun box is a nail polish. Okay, a nail, it's a, I've been told it's a nail polish. I wasn't aware, I have not painted my own nails since um, before my wedding. And you know, I've been married to my rock star hubby for five years. But if I did paint my own nails, I would totally use this color. Oh my God, terracotta. I, I Terracotta is so on trend right now right now for nail polish. Oh my God, this is precious. This is so great, FabFitFun. Thank you so much. Okay, the next product is a hairspray. Okay, I checked with my glam squad and we do use hairspray. Um, we use the Orbe hairspray, but I am so excited. I have been dying. You can ask anybody. You can ask any of my glam squad. There's 15 of them. I have been dying to try this Aquanet hairspray. Thank you so much, FabFitFun, for sending it to me. It is $5.99 retail. Um, so I'm pretty sure, like, if you were to get it, you could get it at Save-A-Lot while you get your green beans. Which, like, I don't know about you, but I am a girl on the go. And I'm just so excited that I just, I don't even have to run to Save-A-Lot now. I have this Aquanet Thank you, thank you so much, FabFitFun. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Okay, the last, the last product is, oh my gosh, you guys, are you serious? It's a highlighter. Oh my God, it's a wet and wild highlighter. This reminds me of a really cheap version of my makeup line, Skinless Sluts. We have a, we have an amazing highlighter and my, the Skinless Sluts highlighter is super smooth. It's beautiful. I'm wearing right now, I'm wearing shade. She will be loved. <laughs> it's shade. She will be loved. And you can find it on my website, skinlesssluts.com. But anyway, back to this wet and wild highlighter. This would be so cute. Like, oh my gosh. If I was gonna put a full face of makeup on like my Corgi, she would definitely use this Wet n Wild highlighter. I wouldn't use it. I would only use my, again, skinlesssluts.com. She will be loved, I'm wearing it right now. That's the only highlighter I use because I have a skin condition. You can ask my dermatologist. But my Corgis, thank you so much, FabFitFun. 
Oh my God, what a delight. Again, if you want to be a FabFitFun boss babe bitch, use my code. Um, it's type it in on the FabFitFun website. It's gold hoops for you six nine four two zero. That's gold hoops for you six nine four two zero. Thank you so much, FabFitFun. Just want to remind you, FabFitFun, we did agree on 25% instead of the normal 15%. So thank you, FabFitFun. <laughs> you guys, that is literally what the pitches sound like. I'm not being dramatic. Maybe I'm adding a little flair, but that I'm obsessed. They come out once every season, so the, the Christmas box should be coming out any minute now. You will be obsessed with watching these celebrities try to pitch normal products. It is a gift from God. What do you think? Can I quit my day job? Do you think? <laughs> I think I nailed it. All right. Next episode, as promised, we are going to talk about the Sandra Bullock and her ex-husband, Jesse. Was it Jesse James? I'm pretty sure that was his name. Or is that the share song? I don't know. We'll get there. We're going to talk about their whole breakdown. You guys are loving pop culture whiplash, which honestly, that's where I shine. So I couldn't be more excited that you love it. And also, we will talk about spirituality. What's my history? What am I feeling now? And lastly, and this is, this is a good one. Did I tell you guys that my mom's engaged? Let's talk about that one on the next episode. As always, please take care of yourself. Please be kind. Thank you again so, so, so much for listening. I love you all more than I could ever explain to you. Please follow me on Instagram, Gold Hoops Show. Tell your friends. Have an incredible week. Next episode is going to be this Wednesday. Um, take care of yourself. You deserve it. Don't forget, never leave the house without a sense of humor, a positive attitude, and your gold hoops. I love you. I mean it. Bye. One, two.